Grace Troutman is a destination wedding photographer and educator based in Iowa. She runs a team of associate photographers who shoot under her brand, and she's the host of Grace Tea Retreats for Photographers. In this episode, we are talking about how you can grow a team of photographers, as well as running a business with little kids in your life. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, a podcast all about business tips, inspiration, and confidence building. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, the host of this podcast, and after over a decade as a photographer, I now help talented photographers run sustainable businesses. And for full transparency, you should know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I will probably mention some of those in this episode. Hi, Grace. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So excited to talk. And I wanted to talk to you about building a team because I know that's what you're all about. But I do want to ask you to start at the very beginning and tell me about you and your background and well, how you ended up as a photographer. Yeah. So I went to college for photography and marketing, but I always had an interest in it before that. But after college, my husband and I moved across the U.S. We went to Arizona and I'm originally from Iowa. So I'm smack dab in the middle of the U.S. And then all the way over to Arizona for a little bit. And then we moved to California and stayed there for about two years. And I worked for a company that edited wedding photographers' photos. So I was worked for a post-processing company. And there, you know, after a year of doing that and editing other people's photos and talking to other photographers about what they wanted, I was like, I kind of want to be on the other end of this. And I want to make beautiful images. So I started shooting a lot more and from there just kind of got more interested in wedding photography as a whole. And then after a couple of years in California, we moved back to Iowa to be closer to friends and family. And that's kind of where my business exploded. I just decided to dive in headfirst into my business here. And man, that was like over six years ago. And it just yeah, went from there. I went from shooting like two weddings a year to like over 30 weddings a year on my own. And then when I added a team, the most we shot was around 60 weddings a year. So it's been a lot, but it's been fun. But yeah, that's kind of how I started. Wow. I mean, did you go from two to 30 in the like from one year to the next? Yeah, it went from two and then I had a season in between where I had around nine or 10. And then the next year it was 30. It was like 32 weddings. So it just exploded (laughs) within one season. Yeah, that is a lot. And I'm curious how you found having 30 weddings. How can that be sustainable? Because I mean, that's so many people to keep track of. Oh, yeah. It's mentally not really sustainable (laughs) unless you have a lot of help. Back then, I did not have a virtual assistant. I do now, which helps so much. But it was a lot to keep track of, especially because I'm very type A about my business. I have to stay on top of the ball. I don't let things go behind. So what would happen is because I worked for an editing company beforehand, I was very, very quick at editing. They taught us how to basically speed edit. So what would happen is that I would shoot a wedding on Saturday and then I would be done editing that wedding on Thursday and deliver it to the couple. So within a week, they would get their photos back. But I would also be shooting 
anywhere from two to four times a week as well. Engagement sessions, like any other random couple sessions, family sessions here and there. So my weeks were just packed and I was just sitting in front of a computer or I was out shooting. So it was a lot of energy spent just sitting in front of a computer or just out shooting and not really with friends and family or having a social life or time for myself even. So not super sustainable on my end. I know a lot of photographers who do it year after year and they thrive at it, but it wasn't for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be for me either. Yeah. So, I mean, because when you're working that much and if you're shooting and working and editing all week, then there's really no days off for you. So that must be really hard. Have you figured out what you need to have a sustainable business since? What does it take for you? Uh, Boundaries. (laughs) Lots of boundaries. Yes. And help. And back then I didn't ask for help because I thought it's my business. I can do everything myself. I need to do everything myself. But now coming out of that fog, I was like, okay, I need an editor. So I hired an editor. That was the first hire that I made. And it made all the difference because I wasn't sitting in front of my computer for days at an end every single week. And then after that, I hired a virtual assistant and she helps me a lot with managing my inbox, managing my team, sending out contracts, just keeping track of financial things. So yes, just having the help and not thinking you have to do it all because you don't. Mm. Because at some point while you were just getting more and more weddings, you decided to actually start building a team of photographers. Yes. Can you tell me more about that? Like what led to that decision? Yes. So What led to that is because I was so busy and I was like, I need a little bit of a break. (laughs) So from there, I was like, okay, you know, I'm still getting a ton of inquiries. So initially I was, I think I turned down about 30 some inquiries within a month. And I was like, what is happening? I either need to figure out a way to still work with these couples or, you know, I'm losing out on more weddings. I'm losing out on financial income. So I was like, how can I serve these couples and give them, you know, the Grace T photography experience, but still like myself not be there (laughs) shooting. So that's when the idea of a team formed. And I hired two team members right off the bat. And it was awesome because they had gone to college with me. So I knew them. They went through my same program. It was really cool to like meet up after so many years and be like, let's work together. So that was really cool. But the most I've had on my team is four at a time. And what they do is just take weddings under my brand. And I just let the couples know that this team member is available for the date. And then I just kind of pick and choose when I want to shoot now. So I have dates in my calendar blocked off like two years in advance that I will not shoot. And then I just kind of stop booking at a certain number. So last year I had six weddings. This year I have six weddings. I might take a couple more, but no more than 10 for me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a good idea because you've set those boundaries that you need. Yeah, that's perfect. So how did you do it practically? What did you look for? What was important to you? Can you give any information like that? Yeah. So with the team, if you want to start hiring a team, what you look for is people who are like you because your couples, if they've been following you or want to work with you specifically, but 
you're not open. They want someone who is similar to your style, your personality, your energy levels, like your whole vibe as a person. So I would definitely make sure you look for someone who's talented and has the camera knowledge, obviously, but it's okay to hire someone who maybe has a little bit of a different style than you, because that's always teachable. But as long as they have the functionality of a camera and are not just brand new photographers coming into the industry, I think that's totally fine. And so that's what I did. I looked for people who were the same energetic level as me and kind of had the same values and morals. And I knew that they would treat my couples the way I wanted to treat them. So that's what I was really looking for. Yeah, because that part's really, really important. I think it's easy to think that, oh, you need the shooting skills or the editing skills, but it's not about that. It's about that vibe that you give off and that your clients are really looking for. Absolutely. And editing all comes through me. So I get all the photos, the associates just show up, shoot the engagement session, the wedding day, and then hand over the photos to me. So it's all my editing style. So it's all consistent and fluid and the couple wouldn't even know that someone else shot it. Mm. Oh, that sounds great. And you do like training with them and stuff to make sure that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I actually hold training days. So it's one or two times a year. So we get together and do team days. And what that consists of is maybe like four, four hours or so. And we go over like what I'm expecting. And it's usually in the springtime before season hits and before we're super busy. So I go over like what I'm expecting for the year, how I want to shoot, how my shooting style has changed since the year before and how they need to change theirs. And then just go over what worked, what didn't work on their end as well. Cause obviously I want to be a good team leader too and hear their feedback. And then we do a style shoot and we shoot together and they kind of watch me and just ask questions if they need to. And then we all go get dinner afterwards. Oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah. I've thought about it before because I've gotten way too many inquiries compared to like what I can take on, but I've been too scared. You know, what if the associate or the team photographer is like, yeah, I'm sick. I can't do it. And then I have a a wedding myself. And it's like, I have no idea how I would deal with something like that. How do you deal with that? (laughs) Yes, that is the risk. So high risk, high reward when it comes to this, because, you know, stuff happens and people get sick. And I dealt with that, man, it was in 2020 when COVID was rampant and things were happening. It was crazy. So thankfully I did have another team member who was available and could take over. But for me personally, I would say two associates or team members is great because you could have one take over if someone else is not shooting. And I recommend do not book out your weekends. So if you have four associates and yourself, do not have five weddings with everyone booked just in case. But it is important too that if that happened to create relationships and networks within your community and, you know, you can ask around and see if anyone else is available. And I think we all kind of understand now, since it's not so new anymore, like associates aren't so new that someone would step in to do that for somebody else. And I think explaining it to the client, because sometimes clients don't understand. (laughs) So it's a little bit harder on that end to be like, don't worry trust this other person. We're just going to step in. But 
most of the time people are like, oh, thank you. I'm just glad somebody is going to be there. So yeah, you just have to be prepared for those situations and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's great. And of course, the responsibility is definitely there. But who do you think it's right for? Who could start a team? Do you think you already need to have a lot more inquiries than you can handle to do it? Or can you start with that in mind? Like, I want to have a team and I want to work towards that. I do think any beginning photographer, if that's your goal, if you're like a year into your business and you're like, okay, I want to have a team. I want to be booking less for myself, but the team can be booked up or whatever. That's great. But I think beginner photographers should go through at least three seasons on their own just to figure out their shooting style, how they want to give their clients their experience and how to treat their clients and get that locked down before adding more people to the mix. And that's what I did. And I felt really, really good about it because it will change with the team because you do have to let go some control just because somebody else is there. You're not there. But yeah, I would say, you know, if you are getting a ton of inquiries and you're like, man, I'm turning down so many weddings and I've raised my pricing and I'm still getting inquiries, then it could be a possibility that you would thrive with someone else on your team because people still want you and the experience that you're going to give. So adding a team member could be great for that. But you don't necessarily have to be getting inquiries constantly to add a team member. You could just want to be done shooting at 10 weddings and okay, you're booked up. And let's say you want to add five more weddings that you're actually not there. You know, that's only 15 for the year. You don't have to be shooting 60 weddings a year to add a team. So it's just like where you're at in your business. And if you feel that that's right for you and you want to be making some, I just call it passive income, but it's not passive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not sound passive. <laughs> no, there's a lot of work behind it. But I mean, financially, you are profiting like thousands of dollars for your experience, for having somebody else show up. So it is big responsibility that way, but you will be adding a lot more income to your business as well, which that helped my business initially because I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could be making this much more money in my business just by adding a team. But are you paying them per wedding they shoot? Are they hired by you? What's the relationship you have? <laughs> so they're independent contractors. They're not employees. So that's a whole other, there's two different ways you can go about it. Mine, I'm not employees because they're not like on salary or anything. So they have to be in their own businesses. They have to be shooting on their own. They have to have their own insurances and everything like that. So they're contracted workers and they get paid hourly and per wedding. So that's kind of how it works with contracts as well. So they sign a contract per wedding with me, and then they do sign a contract overall every year that they want to be working with me, just like going over what I expect, again, policies, all of that fun stuff. But yeah, so that's how it works. And yeah, it's crazy how we have to keep raising prices and all of that for economy stuff. But I'm like, oh my gosh. It would be nice to be an associate sometimes too, because you just show up and shoot and have fun and get paid and don't have the responsibility of doing all of the back end work. But yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah. I think a lot of photographers would really enjoy being the associate because they want to be a photographer just to photograph. Because when you're the business owner photographer, there's so much to deal with and you always have to constantly worry about marketing and getting enough business. And then that part is kind of taken care of for them in a way. 
It is. It is. And like I have an associate and she is super creative. She's amazing. She loves just showing up and shooting, but she's so busy that she doesn't want to be the face of the business. So it works out because I'm okay with being that. (laughs) Like I'm good at doing that. I'm setting my business that way. So me getting the inquiries and handing them off to her, she's like, okay, awesome. I just get to show up and shoot and be creative and have fun and then go home to my babies. So, yeah. Yeah. How would you say that it's benefited you to have a team? Because you still have a lot of responsibility and you're still busy. So is it just because you're getting a higher income or are there other benefits to it as well, to your brand or... Yeah, it's expanding my brand so much. I mean, going from shooting, you know, capping myself, I could not do 30 weddings. I would say that was way too much for me. I'd say my sweet spot is probably anywhere from 20 to 25 with a busy year. But that's my cap. And just being able to expand that and work with so many couples and give them the experience that I give all of my couples and making sure that it's an awesome wedding experience. That is what is most important to me is because I get to work with all these couples and make sure that their whole wedding planning and process and day of and afterwards is just smooth. And I don't know, something that they have to worry about. I always hear horror stories of people being like, oh, I had to worry about my wedding photographer. I was like, oh, it's awful. But that as well as financially too, expanded that tenfold. Going from, you know, if I shoot 30 weddings and then doubling that, that's a huge financial jump, which is awesome. But it's also benefiting me as well as my associates. It's such a win-win because I'm getting these couples who I get to serve and give my experience, the GTP experience. And my teammate is also getting the inquiries that I'm sending over and we're both financially benefiting from that. So yeah, it's such a win. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like it's a win-win because they're getting paid as well and they're doing less work and then, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen, I don't know if you've had any bad experiences or if you know of someone else who've had some bad experiences, like, are there any pitfalls to look out for or anything that you want to warn people about? (laughs) Yes. And the thing is, is how you go about hiring associates. So I think a lot of people just jump into it, especially if you're first hearing about associates or whatever, and you don't specifically ask them to be a part of a team. So let's say you're just hiring a one-off associate and you do that for multiple weddings. So this is not really a team member. You know what I mean? It's just like a random photographer that you're like, okay, here, and they don't have the training. You don't really know how they treat their couples on their wedding days, things like that. You don't know like their work ethic or how responsible they are, or are they going to show up on time? Things like that. So I really try and foster a team. So making sure that the people that I hire, making sure that they know that you are a part of my team, you represent me. It's not taken lightly. Like they need to know that they represent me as a brand and They have a lot of responsibility that way. So making sure that those people are trustworthy as well. And when I interview them and vet them, I want to make sure that would I be friends with them too? And just getting along with them because they are a part of my team. So if I could just like go out for a drink, would we get along? So that's what also I look out for. But I would say 
if you want to hire a team and do associates, make sure it is more of a team experience and not just randomly hiring one-off associates for your couples, because that's where it kind of gets rocky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And also it sounds like it's a lot more work because then you have to do all that kind of training and making sure they understand your brand and that they know what to do and that you can trust them for every single one that you decide to take on for each occasion. So yeah, that sounds like a lot more work. Yes. Hey, if your business isn't yet in the place where you want it to be, like if you don't have enough clients, if you work too much, or if you're not making enough money, come on over to Instagram. You'll find me at Ingvild Kolnes and let's talk about it. Now back to the conversation with Grace. As well as you've built a team, you have also been growing your family these last few years. And I want to know how you found the energy to do both. Uh, Coffee, lots of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It is a lot. So I have a four-year-old and an almost seven-month-old and it has been a learning experience. I'm still going to continue to be a learning experience for me because it grows and it changes. My business is growing and changing, but a lot of blend. So I don't think there's like a work-life balance. There's a work-life blend because right now my husband is watching my seven-month-old daughter upstairs. (laughs) So it is a lot of that. And I'm thankful that my husband, he's incredible and steps in a lot when I do need to step away and work, but I set up my business so I can be home with my babies and have the time and extra time to put towards them. And then I'm okay with after they go to bed working for an hour. So it's just like that give and take just a little bit and blending your two worlds. And for me, I had a retreat in November and I brought them out with me just so they could be there and I didn't have to be away from them for a whole week so they could be there and we could go on vacation afterwards. So it's just a lot of learning and a lot of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. And what about when it comes to maternity leave, when you're supposed to nest and be home with your baby and then you still have your business? I'm sure there's a lot of photographers in that situation. So Do you have any advice for them except for coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Hire a virtual assistant for sure. That has been my saving grace, especially having a baby in June. My first baby, I had her in December. So it was dead slow season. I had four months off afterwards and I really didn't have to put a lot of effort in behind that, you know, checking emails every now and then, but nothing crazy. But having a baby in June was so different (laughs) just because it was the middle of busy season and we had tons of team weddings. I still had to edit sneak peeks. I still had to send things to my editor. I still had to check in with emails and couples and all of that stuff. So honestly, setting up a good system to where your virtual assistant or someone else can take over for you while you are away and not feeling guilty about that. Really enjoying the time with your babies and letting go. Like this time around, I did not pop in my inbox all of July because I was, my assistant's name is Alyssa. And I was like, Alyssa, you do it. You know, you can answer as yourself, but just let people know that I am away. 
And if they really need me, if it's an emergency, that's totally fine, but nothing's ever on fire. So yeah, just not feeling guilty about taking that time away. And even though it could be scary with your business, like taking time off because we don't get paid with maternity leave, you know, it's our own businesses, but it's just setting yourself up. So when you do come back that you do have the work coming in, but I would say 100% get a virtual assistant who can help you with that or an autoresponder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or that. How long were you away from shooting? How much time did you take off? So I think my first shoot back, I had her in June and I was doing engagement sessions in September. So a solid couple of months. And then my first wedding back was in October. And then I just had one wedding in October and then I don't have one again until April now. So a lot of time off from weddings, which has been really nice just to have the weekends just calm and, you know, not crazy trying to run around and figure out childcare and everything. Yeah. But I just have to ask, financially speaking, obviously you've done something clever because you've set up a team. So you have some income coming in from that. But what if someone doesn't have a team and they're like, yeah, but I'm having a baby soon. What can I do to make sure that my income is kind of stable, even though I can't do that much work. Do you have any tips for them? Yeah. Like I said, just making sure that when you do come back, like if you're taking, you know, however many weeks off, um, when you do come back, making sure those weekends are filled up and also looking into other things you can do as well. I also have passive income through guides. If you have a print shop, even your galleries, you can, you know, upgrade people to getting albums, things like that. You can run sales that way through PickTime. I use PickTime. They have a backend system where you can send out emails, letting everyone know that you're running sales, things like that. So just little things that you can do that don't take a ton of effort. I mean, I wouldn't say like a guide or a course wouldn't be a ton of effort, but <laughs> it might be, but doing the work before baby comes and putting that into place. But just, you know, if you need to take a couple more shoots before baby comes too, just to have that income, just sitting and waiting and ready. But I mean, either way, it will be okay because more shoots and weddings will come. I think sometimes as photographers, we get nervous or scared that we're like, oh my gosh, nobody's booking. We need to be booked up all the time, constantly. And it's like, if you are consistent with your marketing or your websites, your SEO on social media, Instagram, you know, consistently posting, inquiries will come. People will be reaching out. Or if they're not, you can run a deal. You can run a Facebook ad, things like that. So work will be there when you come back. Yeah, that's so true. And I think a lot of photographers are worried because there's so many ups and downs in what we do. So even though... After a while, you probably do get used to it. But before you're used to it, there's a lot of stress and, and anxiety around it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to book up so quickly just because I was, oh my gosh, like I need to get 25 weddings on my calendar. And if I don't, oh, I don't know how I'm going to be financially stable and all that. And But then I would book up and then I would still be getting inquiries of all these incredible weddings. And I'm like, why did I do that? I just took whatever came my way, whether it was my ideal client or not. And that's how I found out like, okay, it's okay to be patient. It's okay to wait. And especially now I feel like the market is way different than it was when I started in 2016. Those weddings would book anywhere from a year to two years in advance 
But now I'm talking to someone later today who wanted to be getting married this May within a few months. <laughs> so I feel like the market's changed so much um, within the last few years that we do have those last minute bookings anywhere from three to six months out. So it's okay. And those will come. Yeah, I agree. And I think learning to say no, that goes both for setting boundaries around your time, but also when it comes to your calendar bookings, because if you say yes to everything, then you're missing out on the ones that you probably want to do even more. Absolutely. Yes. So what about if there's someone who's a parent, maybe a new parent, and they're kind of struggling to make it work, both when it comes to their business and being present for their kid at the same time? What do you think they could do differently to make it work? I would say set hard boundaries. You know, if you do have kids at home and you're trying to run a business and trying to do both at the same time, it doesn't work. <laughs> like coming from experience, it doesn't work. So for me, I would always try to jump on when they're in naps and answer emails and all that. And I still do that. But if you're trying to answer emails while kids are playing or needing you or anything, just set some hard boundaries of, okay, I answer emails, you know, maybe get up a little bit earlier in the day or before your spouse starts work or things like that. And then maybe from 7am to 8am, you can answer emails and then that's it for the day. And if something's important, maybe you can check in later on in the day, but set hard boundaries in your calendar of when you will be there for work and when you will be there for babies. Because the majority of the time when my kids are up, I am not on my phone. I am not on my computer. If there's something important that I have to look into, then I will step out of the room and say, hey, to my husband, since he works from home, it is special that we have that, that he can be here. But I can say like, hey, I need to step out for a quick minute. Can I check something? And then he can step in. So if you need to find a balance or a boundary, make sure you do that and set it in place because you want to be giving all of you to either your business or all of you to your kids. And if you can't do that, you're trying to do both. You're not giving anything to any of them. And so I've learned that the hard way of I'm trying to do both at the same time. Like my business suffers and also my kids are wanting to play with mom or needing a little bit more attention and I'm not giving them that. So set boundaries and also get help. Get help, like a virtual assistant, even if it's just a few hours a week doing the backend tasks for you, it's really not that much of a financial commitment just so they can manage your inbox or keep track of contracts, things like that, that you're like, oh, this would take me an hour to do, but I don't have the time or the energy. Someone else can do it for you. I think we get caught up in our businesses thinking that we're the only ones who can touch our business the best way possible. And it's not true. Other people can do it and they can do it better. And it's okay to come to terms with that. So let someone else do it for you, even if it's just a few hours a week. Yeah, I agree so much. I hear that all the time. I don't have enough time for this or for that. And then, well, what about finding someone else to do it? And that's like, no, it's too scary. They can't do it the way I can. And I need to be in control. And I want to edit my own photos and, you know, whatever it is. And I think if that's your mindset, I think you're missing out on so much because you're not making any more money if you're editing your own photos. But if you can be out there shooting then that can bring you in more money. So your time is best spent there. At least that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you could book one more wedding a year and have all of your editing paid for. 
for the entire year. So absolutely. I agree with that. And I think people get really nervous about hiring an editor too, because they're like, oh my gosh, what if I don't like it? And you know, it gets sent to the client. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you are going to be going over (laughs) every single edit before it gets sent to the client. So don't worry about that. I try to explain your editor does 90% of the work. So they're doing that 90%. They're making things consistent. You know, they may be straightening images or culling or things like that. But when they send it back to you, you do that extra 10%. You put your special touches on it. You want to Photoshop things or add in fun light leaks or things like that. You get to do that and make your gallery special the way you would. So it's just doing the bulk work where that would take you a lot, a lot of hours doing all that, but they're taking that away from you. And especially with a virtual assistant too, they're taking all those mindless tasks away from you, which is so nice. Once you get used to it, you're like, I can never go back to that, but you get to train them. And my virtual assistant now, she puts things in place and she's like, Hey, I think this would work better in your business. It's more streamlined, et cetera. And I'm like, great, cool. Awesome. How do we implement that? So yeah, she's incredible at doing that. So it's okay to expand your business that way. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 100%. I think it's important to be said, and I think it's important to be said in different ways from different people. So that's like, yes, it does apply to you too, whoever you are listening. There's something out there that you don't like to do that you're wasting a lot of time doing. You're just losing out on a lot of opportunities if you keep insisting on doing it yourself. So it's better if someone else can help you out. Yes, agreed. Because you're a photographer, you don't have to sign up for doing everything else as well. Right. I don't do my own taxes. I would never do my own taxes. So I'm going to let the professional do that. So for me, I'm like, okay, I am the professional at social media and is showing up and shooting and creating good experience for my clients and creating art, but everything else I need help with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay. And I want to tie it back to the whole building a team thing, because that's where we started. So if someone is listening and they're like, yeah, actually, it does sound kind of cool to build a team, but where do I start? What would you say to them? Start by looking into your business. So are you getting, you know, an overload of inquiries? Have you raised your prices yet? If you have, and you're still getting inquiries, great. That kind of means, okay, cool. You're probably ready for a team or set your goals. If you want to be booking 10 weddings a year and you want to be done shooting after that because you want to spend more time with family or just like you're tired, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, after a while, like I hit 30, I'm like, whew, my feet on wedding days. But anything after that, you just have to look at your business and set your goals and kind of deep dive and really take a hard look at like, okay, would a team be beneficial if I added more people to the team, but also more couples to keep track of because I still do all the communication with them. I still create their timelines for them. So it is a little bit more of desk work that way. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, that they will be behind the computer a little bit more just because you are chatting with them via email or Zoom calls or doing their timelines for them and all of that. So you're not in the field as much like out shooting. But yeah, if you're ready to start a team and you're like, this sounds like something that would benefit my business, then just take a deep dive quick and look through set goals 
and then start looking into hiring and interviewing people. And, you know, if you have a second shooter that you've worked with a ton and they're super talented and you guys are friends and they want more weddings or things like that, you can always ask them. You can start with asking your friends. You can reach out to your community where I'm at. We have a big Facebook group and there's like 800 people in there. So you can always reach out that way and say you're hiring associates. We can post it on your Instagram, on TikTok or whatever, things like that. But shameless plug, I do have a course that goes over all of this. (laughs) That's great. I'm glad you mentioned. So if someone wants to build a sustainable business and they're like, I need things to make more sense for my life and I need to do things better so that I can keep my business for a long time, what would you recommend that they do? Setting up your systems in place. Definitely doing that back end work before you jump into booking 30 weddings a year, just making sure your processes and your systems are good to go and everything is streamlined. Client experience is huge, and whatever CRM you're working in, so whether it's Dubsado or HoneyBook or any of the new ones that are popping up, just making sure all of those email templates are written out and your contracts having contracts, making sure those are up to date and legal and protecting you, things like that. And I know that's not the fun stuff, but doing it right away and making sure that all of those systems are good to go, that is what's going to keep you sustainable. And it's going to give you longevity because you are not worried about all of the backend things or You're not consistently typing up a new email each and every time someone reaches out to you. It's way more streamlined. It saves you a lot of time and you can put your focus and energy into your couples or marketing or client experience, things like that. That's great. I love it. Yeah. But if whoever's listening wants to keep learning from you, Grace, where do they go and where can they find your course on building a team? Yeah, it's on my website. It's at gracetphotography.com under, I believe it's for photographers. There's a little tab that says for photographers, but I'm at Grace T Photography on Instagram. I'm Grace Troutman on TikTok and that's where you can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I'll be sure to put the links in the show notes so that it's easy to find. Sweet. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. You just listened to an episode of Sustainable Photography please share this episode with a photographer you care about. 